0: This
1: is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR, 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. The horrible rhyme. She's your
0: stupid face. Jackie's Snapchat is not working because she didn't pay her phone bill, and now Metro PCS told her that she can't have service. <laughs> That is what's
1: Aww. happening. Right now. That's actually not what's happening behind the scenes. We had like oh, a little sorry, dance. So we had a little dance competition. Little Empire dance
2: discussion. <laughs> yes, we good. did
1: drip drop. I'll leave it right drip there. Drip drop. I'll leave it right there. All Thank right. you, Stanley. This All right, really guys, good. we're back Literally on. Draft. Let your voice be heard right here on WHCR ninety point three. I found the, the no. voice of Harlem. Thank you, Stanley. You're welcome. And um, again, my name is Selena Hill. Stanley first is on the PC ones and twos. Jackie Cohen's up here with us. Hey. and we're starting a conversation that is long overdue for us. I mean, we've never spoke about this, like I said, um, in depth here and Let Your Voice Be Heard. So last week, if you weren't paying attention to foreign policy or foreign affairs, British Prime Minister David Cameron, he became one of the first... Uh, Cameron. He became I said Cameron. It's the heartless <laughs> thing. I'm like <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. Um so he became one of the first British leaders to visit the island of Jamaica in the last 14 years. However, his historic trip was overshadowed because the Jamaican government was demanding that he apologize for the role that Great Britain played in the Atlantic slave trade in addition to um g- um give out reparations to the Caribbean nation and to the Caribbean islands and um, basically just take that ownership. His response was, and I quote, "Mm, time to move on. He literally used those words, but (laughs) I'll I'll give the whole, let me use the whole quote just to put it in context. Okay. So he said, so he addressed the uh, Jamaicans parliament on Wednesday. And this is what he said. He said, I do hope that as friends who have gone through so much together since those darkest of times, we can move on from this painful legacy and continue to build for that future, right? So that's what the Prime Minister said. He also did point out that these wounds run very deep. And he also pointed out that Britain took a great role in wiping slavery from off the face of huh? the planet. That that's, that's what he says. That's what he says. Um. But his main point was, and the reason why he was there is because Great Britain is actually investing two hundred, no, three hundred million pounds into a new prison in Jamaica. Right. So they're <laughs> building a new prison. So no reparations, <laughs> but
2: prison. <laughs> Great. But
1: prison. Um, they're also investing in infrastructure and uh, bridges. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you can get, so you can travel to get to the prison to visit your, um, obviously your relatives. Your cousin relatives. Dudley
0: of Lexington. David <laughs> yeah, a- Cameron, what reparations. <laughs>
1: All right guys Slavery
0: so, was horrible. It was. That's a bad Jamaican accent. That I'm was a stop. horrible
1: Jamaican accent. Lord of mercy. That was horrible, Stanley. But you know what? We like we always invite, you know, different people here on let your voice be heard, especially if they might have a stance that's different from ours, because I think that we should have a fair, open, and balanced conversation about slavery reparations. And, you know, I, I do have a very strong opinion and I'm not sure with Stanley and Jackie Stan. But we have a very special guest on the line who I would like to introduce. His name is Larry Elder. He is the author of Dear Father, Dear Son, Two Lives... 8 hours. Such a dramatic headline. Yeah. That really compels you. <laughs> that draws you right into it. He's also a radio talk show host on both CRN and KRLAAM 870 in Los Angeles. And we've had some of his um we've had other people from in uh 870 AM in Los Angeles call into to the show. Like you guys are really friendly and and I, I think I thank you for calling in, Larry.
3: My pleasure and don't worry, I'm not going to rap. I'm not going to rhyme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we leave that to st- for Stanley. Right. Tic Tac
0: Toe. I saw a fly. Stop. Barney got shot by an FBI. yay. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Don't humor him. Um. So we're gonna just get the conversation started because you know, as I mentioned, the Prime Minister of uh, of of um, Great Britain, he came to Jamaica and he said that you know I understand what happened. I understand the legacy of slavery, but it's time to frankly move on and let's focus on the future. What is your stance on slavery reparations and also what was said, like that term move on? I mean, it struck a lot of nerves That's here in NFL America, story. you know, when, when he said well, move on. What was your uh, reaction to that?
3: Well, I, I agree with everything that he said. It is time to move on. I mean, slavery, unfortunately, was part of all of human history. Uh, Africans enslaved other Africans, Chinese, slave, uh, Chinese, Europeans enslaved Europeans. It happened all over the world, unfortunately. And it was Western civilization and Western culture that ultimately got rid of it. Uh, that is not an excuse for it, but uh, it happened 150 years ago. And the problems that uh, blacks are facing right now, whether in Jamaica or in America, have very little to do with slavery. In fact, today in, uh, in America, about 70% of black kids are born outside of wedlock. During slavery, when marriage was illegal, a black kid was more likely to be born under a roof with his biological mother and biological father than today. In Jamaica, yeah. the. In Jamaica, the out-of-Wedlock birth rate is 86%. Uh, and Obama said this. I didn't. Uh, if a kid grows up without a father, he's five times more likely to be poor, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. It's the welfare state that undermining undermined the black family, not even slavery. We've essentially incentivized, incentivized uh, women to marry the government, and we've incentivized men into abandoning their financial and moral responsibility. That is a far, far bigger problem than, than whatever legacy of slavery there might be.
1: Um, guys, if you're just tuning in, we have on the line with us oh. Larry Elder, again, the author of Dear Father, Dear Son, Two Lives, Eight Hours. If you would like to call in and give your opinion on slavery reparations, the number is 212-650-6903. Um, you know, Larry, you gave a, a lot of different points here. But you
0: didn't say LOL at the end of it, so were you serious?
1: Yeah, well, of Stanley, did you? Of course I
3: was Stanley, serious. I you... say something else, too. Singapore got its independence around the same time as did Jamaica uh, from the U.K., uh, and you look at the development of Singapore versus the development of Jamaica, it's night and day. You look at the GDP debt-to-GDP debt, debt to, uh, GDP ratio in Jamaica, it's 140%. That's worse than Greece. Speaking of which, should Greece be suing Rome because Rome conquered Greece? I mean, we ought to move on. Unfortunately, um, all of human history has been uh, about conquest and uh, and enslavement. Uh, right now, today, the question is: What are the problems, and what can we do going forward? Uh, and we need to lower our taxes, lower regulation, uh, encourage people to marry their children, uh, and to not uh, abandon their children and uh, to get a good education. Uh, and we should be working on our schools. That's what we ought to be doing instead of bitching and moaning and whining about stuff that happened. So we can't. Years you, can't ago, you
0: can't say that. Um, um,
1: yeah, we, we can't use um, any uh, cuss words, but I, I didn't want to just uh, jump in and say that, you know, it, oh my th- what God. I think is so problematic about that stance and that opinion is to just say, like, move on and to not acknowledge how not only how terrible slavery was, but the fact that we still feel the effects today. I mean... Besides just economic imbalance, it put black and brown people and, and, and people of African American descent at a severe disadvantage that we have never caught up to. And I mean, the platform and the playing field is so grossly unequal. I mean, unequal, cool. excuse me, it's so unequal. I mean, if you look at schools, if you look at education, if you look at um, communities of color and where they stand, and, and, and just some, the amount of money that black families make um, on a yearly basis compared to white families, and the, the fact that we don't even have access to loans or or access to power in in different different institutions and in different areas. I mean, it's just obvious.
0: 200 plus years of slavery, at least 60 plus years of Jim Crow. And you're going to tell me that the problems that black people have now are just because of black people? I think that is not only egregious but also irresponsible and 100% incorrect. Let's just talk about some basic policy pieces since holy crap wow i feel like i'm on an episode of the boondocks all right so (laughs) wow sorry that was just a lot all right so let's talk about the way that we've legislated since the end of slavery we know that after slavery was abolished one of the ways that we that the government was able to perpetuate some of those same practices was through the prison system and that we know from the abolishment of slavery in in 1866 the percentage of people of color being arrested more than quadrupled we also know that people were being arrested for crimes they did not commit people were being arrested because they could be arrested and in prison that is the only place you can work in any form of of servitude in the prison system we know that African Americans are arrested at a higher clip than white people overall we know that white people do drugs at the same level if not more than African Americans but African Americans spend more time in jail because of it we know that African Americans are more likely to live in communities where you have dangerous pieces of that dangerous um, facilities that hurt the environment and damage their communities, we know that we have New Orleans in the Lower Ninth District where African Americans suffered the most during Hurricane Katrina because, guess what, no one cares about black people. We also know that, even though you talk about these strong, hardy families during slavery times, families were constantly broken apart so they could be sold. They breeded what they saw was the strongest man with the strongest woman to make a super negro, then sold them to different families. We also know that a lot of these men had to go far places so that they could work and raise money for their families and take care of them and not be there and we know that if you are built and put into a system where you are forced to function in chaos, you don't necessarily learn how to function in calmness because you don't know what it is, especially when you have no support. So you do. You have all those years of slavery. Then you throw in some Jim Crow. Then you throw in Ronald Reagan. You want to tell me that we don't deserve reparations? Sir, you are bananas.
1: Um, so I just want to throw this question out, and I'll let um, Larry answer it first. Um so one of the reasons why the Jamaican parliament was so adamant about calling out for reparations is because in 19 in 1833 when the slave, uh, slavery was emancipated in Great Britain the slave owners were compensated um lots of money and I think that it's the equivalent of 17 billion pounds and in
0: France too
1: right so um and it was granted to 46,000 British slave owners for and I quote the loss of human property and 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 David Cameron, one of his relatives, was actually also compensated in this amount. So I think that when, when, the, when, when the, the slaves were finally let go and freed, um, not only were they put at a severe disadvantage, uh, when you think of just their level and placement in society, but they also had nothing. Whereas the slave owners and people of white descent were given so much more. And again, this playing field has never been equal, so do you understand may, their point of view?
3: May, may, I, may I respond? Yes. Let me just make three points. Uh, in terms of Jamaica, Jamaica received its independence in 1962. The first decade after independence, GDP grew at 6%. The last five decades has grown at 1%. Uh, it ought to have been the other way around. When Jamaica first got independent, you would think that the GDP would have been worse uh, and gotten better over time. In fact, it was doing well for the first 10 years, and it's flatlined over the last 50 years, just the opposite of what one of it expected. Regarding sentencing, it is true that blacks are sentenced uh, in America longer than whites for the same crime. There's a, a commission called the U.S. Sentencing Commission that said that. But it also said the reason is for legitimate reasons. It turns out the average black criminal has a longer arrest record than the average white criminal, and you take the amount of arrest into consideration when you uh, give a sentence. Uh, The other thing that you said that was false about black family breakdown: you look at census around 1890 to 1910, places like Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, a black kid was slightly more likely to be born uh, to a nuclear intact family than a white kid. In 1950, only about 18% of black kids were born outside of wedlock. Now it is 72%. One would have thought it would have been the opposite, that the out-of-wedlock birth would have been worse right after slavery and gotten better. In fact, it was better after slavery and has gotten worse. What's going on right now with the black America, what's going on right now with blacks in Jamaica has very little to do with slavery, and to keep harping on it means you're going to forever uh, look for the wrong solutions. The right solutions are to embrace families, I get a good education, lower taxes, deal with crime.
1: But and I understand what you're saying, but I think that we can look at the future and we can look and, and look to address some of these issues now. I'm not saying that all of everything will be um, alleviated if we just started handing out reparations. I don't think that the argument is being made here. I think that to totally dismiss the legacy of slavery and the systematic ills and what it has done to our country and black and brown people here is irresponsible. And I
2: don't understand that sentiment. I mean, I always think I, I tend to think, um, when talking about this issue, um, you know, I, I'm Jewish, right? And I grew up with a, a big sense of history, um, and we, you know, when talking about things like the Holocaust, right? Like, we're talking about crimes against humanity and horrible things that people did to other people, like slavery, like the Holocaust. Um, Jews are very, it's very important. You know, we always say never forget, right? It's um, talking about the history of the Holocaust and what happened to us and all this horrible um. History from our past. I mean, it's a huge part of our culture. It's something that we always bring up, like never forget, because then it can happen again. Um, And it's something that we hold on to. So is it is it a bad thing to have at least some acknowledgement that this horrific act against, you know, people from Africa, from Jamaica happened and to have some sort of um, reconciliation? I mean, I, I can't see that being a bad thing.
3: Well, again, uh, everybody acknowledges that slavery was a bad thing. Everybody acknowledges that the Holocaust was a bad thing. Speaking of which, I can't think of any incident that was more horrific to a people uh, than the Holocaust. Fifty percent of European Jews were killed. About a third of Jews killed nationwide. I have a number of friends. Not one of them blames his or her plight on the Holocaust. Uh, Jews embrace religion. They embrace families. They rarely have kids outside of wedlock. They believe very strongly in education. Uh, and they are very upwardly mobile. When yeah, Jews but Jews are also against,
2: white in America, excuse me, excuse me, right? Me, and I think, me, think that. Jews yeah, are, but I, I think we're talking about two completely separate things, and it, you can't just compare like the experience of Jewish people um, in America. Why, to why that. can't you?
3: Jews were discriminated against. They couldn't get into uh, medical right. schools. They couldn't. They couldn't join law school. They couldn't join accounting firms. They you're, started their own law schools. They started their own accounting firms. They started their own law firms. You're, you're now, absolutely right. They did not sit around saying, "Oh, woe is me. Uh, my, my half of my people got wiped out." By the by, the dastardly
0: Germans. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some work for this one, um, sir. They're, you're absolutely right. Jewish people didn't just sit down and wait for that. African Americans didn't either. Ever heard of Black Wall Street, where they had a fully functioning economy out in Oklahoma, and the town right over? White folks were poor, so they went over there and burned the town down. Ever heard of the Black Banks, where the U.S. government would come and take the money from the banks and shut the banks down without telling them why and without returning the money? Ever heard of the black elected officials who ran for office and then were killed if people didn't like their platforms? Ever heard of African Americans who were, who were killed because they wanted to vote or registered to vote? Every step of the way, people of color have been attacked or shot down for their attempts. I can give you this work all day. Listen, I play as Uncle Tom on radio. I'm not really one. We have a caller on the line right now. Derek, please let your voice be heard.
4: Oh, my gosh. No, you, you make Uncle Tom, you know, sound you know, sound good. You, you give Uncle Tom a bad name. When, you, when you're dealing with this, uh, uh, I, I want to respect this, this um the, your, your guess. Uh, can you hear me? I hear you fine. Oh, oh, I want to respect your guess. Uh, you know, there's some statistics that you, 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 you're quoting, and it sounds good on paper. But and name people, when I
3: quoted that was wrong.
4: No No, 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 I said it sounds good. I said it sounds good on paper. But what you're doing, you're dismissing these these these, these um, gentlemen and a young lady. You're dismissing the, 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 the backdrop that they're delivering right now, on the you know the actually progress report of the, those who have really picked themselves by their bootstrap after the degradation over and over over again. And so what I'm, what I'm just sharing, there's a missing link behind what you're saying, gentlemen, and what, what your, your hosts are saying. And what's really left out of the equation is how the drug epidemic has decimated uh, uh, the, the, the real creativity of Black folks in this country and in Jamaica and globally, really. And if you look at the assassination that's been going on around the globe of these progressive leaders, uh, I can't really understand how you're really not seeing what what is being painted, you know, out in front of you. You know, I mean, I can I can understand some of your quotes, man. I mean, in some of your so statistics, sure. On paper, it sounds good, but there's reasons for certain things happening, and you sound incoherent. Thank you so Um, much for that comment, Derek Selena.
1: Yes, so uh, we do have to go on a quick break, but we appreciate your calls. And again, guys, if you want to let your voice be heard, we're talking about slavery reparations. The number is 212 650 6903. We have Larry Elder on the line. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back on Let Your Voice Be Heard.
0: back on we'll Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, all the voice of Harlem. And what you were hearing is four white guys in tights and makeup singing a song oh, yeah. that I happen to love, Bohemian Rhapsody. Fun fact about this song, in a documentary about Scientology, they said that the leader of the Scientologists made the um, people who want to stay in the church play musical chairs with this song playing. Yes. And then he would stop the song and they would have to fight to get into a chair. And he'd always end it with, nothing even matters. And be like, you're all in the church, just kidding, LOL. After they had, like, broken bones and done weird things to stay. But anyways, Selena, I'll give it back to you.
1: All right, so we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Thank you for the brief history lesson on music, Stanley. Um, we have on the line with us Larry Elder. Um, again, he's an author. He's a radio talk show host. He's calling in all the way from Los Angeles. And we're talking about slavery reparations. Again, David Cameron, he, um, he was commissioned. He was called called upon to make a wrong right, right, this past week when he was in Jamaica, the parliament called and said, you know, you need to apologize, and, you know, reparations are due. This is something that we deserve after all of these years of slavery that we are still suffering from. We still feel the effects. And, you know, not everyone agrees, and Larry has made it clear that he does not agree with that. Yes, Stanley?
0: No one agrees with Larry or David Cameron. (laughs)
1: Well, 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 Silly, um, and I want to get um, Larry back on the line um, just to finish up before we um, we went to a break. I know you were uh, – it sounded like you wanted to say something or at least respond to the caller who was saying something to you.
3: Well, the caller made a number of assertions, most of which were wrong. But on, on this issue of reparations, uh, as far as America is concerned, exactly who should pay for them. If you look at white people who have any kind of real connection with slavery, because slavery was pretty much abolished in the North as soon as the country was started. Uh, In the South, only about 20% of people even owned slaves. Uh, Most white people have come to America after slavery. And so you're looking at maybe a population of about 5% that's got any real directional connection to slavery. Should the other 95% also pay reparations? What do you pay for people like Oprah Winfrey and other people like Barack Obama who've done quite well? Most black people are working class. Middle class or even better. Should they get a check, too? And finally, we are way better off than any blacks in Africa. And despite the horrific nature of slavery, had we not been transported uh, here, uh, had uh, we remained in Africa, we would have been far worse off, far less educated, far less healthy, far less wealthy. Is uh, some sort of deduction
1: for that? Well, well, well. Here's the thing: not everyone is arguing for a check. Some people say, "Why can't reparations come in the form of free education, free medical health care, free legal, and free financial advice?" I mean, when we look at the the when we compare the amount of blacks who go to school and go to college and and are just have an access to education compared to our white counterparts, it's not even. When we think about wh- who's filling up the prison systems and how um the how the how this the institution of of how the police institution itself and how the criminal justice system is stacked against black and brown people and the evidence is in the numbers, um, you know, it just doesn't add up compared to white counterparts. And I think Again. that I think that to, to, to make things to make this wrong or right, you have to do something. We have to say something. I mean we've been advocating for different reforms across the country for decades, but I think that this does go to the heart of the matter.
3: Because if the problem is lack of funds for I- education for crying out loud. America spends more money K through 12 than any other country on the face of the earth, other than Switzerland and Luxembourg. And going K through 12 is at other taxpayers' expense. There's all sorts of grants and loans that are available to people. There are 7,000 colleges, uh, not counting uh, community colleges in this country, that you you can go to relatively cheaply. And regarding the criminal justice system, out of 13 percent of the population, which is the population of blacks, comes 50 percent of the homicides. Uh, 6,000 blacks murdered other blacks last year. Homicide is the number one preventable cause of death for young black men, as opposed to car accidents is the number one preventable cause for death for young white men. What does murdering other blacks have to do with slavery?
0: Oh, Larry, 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 you about to get this work, man. All right, so here is where... <laughs> you were wrong on so many things, Larry. It's ridiculous. You were about to get this work. First of all, the number one killer for African Americans is not gun violence. It is diabetes. Boom. That's One. Two, the education reform system. You are right. America funds its education system more than most other countries. But we also know that in black communities, black students are five times less likely to have a teacher who has all their certifications or degrees. We also know that black students are two times more likely to be suspended or penalized for things that they have not, that another white student would do and not get in trouble for. Three, Students of color are more likely to get put in specialized courses where you need special needs, even though they are not diagnosed for it and be misdiagnosed for those things. Four, we know that communities of color, which are usually and unfortunately in poor districts, get a lower level of funding for their schools in other areas. And five, we know that even though the entire U.S. is struggling with education, white students, whether poor or rich, are 50 percent more likely to get a quality education than black students. That is for education. Now, let's talk about violence. Let's talk about prisons. And here we go. Black on black violence in the U.S. is about 91 percent, I think. 91 percent of black crimes are against other black people. People, why don't white violence is at 88% and climbing. White violence has actually gone higher. The most dangerous terrorist group, white People, well, not white people, but white right radicals. Just in case you were wondering, once again, black-on-black violence is an issue, but it's not the worst issue, and also black-on-black violence can be attributed to poverty. We know that the places that have the highest crime rates are also the places with the lowest economy, and that's not just for black communities, that's also for white communities. If you don't believe me, why don't we take a trip to Troy, New York? Or why don't we take a trip to the mm-hmm. Middle East, to the, to, the, to, the, to the Midwest? Why don't we take a trip to some, to some poor white neighborhoods? where people are selling meth out of their basements and killing each other all over the place. Sir, the problem that you have is you seem to attribute mistakes or, or problems in the black community as a moral black problem when it's really just a universal problem. And when you put the pressure of income inequality and racism and institutionalized racism on one group of people, these are the effects that you will see. If white people had to be forced out of communities because they were white, or if white people were not getting jobs because their last name was, I don't know, Redrickson, instead of um, Johnson, if white people were being arrested for popping Molly and smoking crack in front of their high schools and black people not being arrested for smoking weed, then they would have the same problems because it is unfair and it is unjust. This problematic ideology that you seem to have about black people is extremely wrong. Also, those southerners in the war, they were reimbursed. They got reparations after the war. They got their land back and they got money back. And also, slavery, despite not being everywhere, was a billion dollar industry. And also, slavery was not more more or less abolished in the North. There was slavery in New York up until 1859. The only difference in New York is that you could actually purchase your freedom, but it was still slavery nonetheless. You have years of free labor given by black people to white people to build up a country. It is not unrealistic to ask for a reimbursement for all the services rendered. Thank you very much, sir. Please read a book.
3: Um. If you if you spend one fraction of that energy encouraging people to work hard, get an education and not blame other people, black people would be a lot further ahead. Let me just say. Sir,
0: sir, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry no th- no, I'm, this is not happening right now what you are saying what you are perpetuating is a dangerous thing to say and perpetuate we need to be very clear as someone who grew up in the ghettos that you speak of that was in the gang gang banging like the gang bangers that you speak of that had a gun that like the people you said had guns and who committed crimes as a young person it is not because I was morally unsound it was not because I was a horrible person it is because I grew up in poverty it is because that's all I saw and you know what I was able to make it out of it and even though I was able to make it out it doesn't mean that I'm extra special, it means I was just lucky. If you put someone in a situation where they're more likely to see someone in college than to see someone in a gang or to see someone poor, then they will have a different outcome. Stop perpetuating these dangerous ideals. Your kind of ideology is the reason we have folks like Ben Carson run for president and Uncle Ruckus, which is supposed to be a cartoon character, but it's actually a real person. I think I'm talking to him on the phone right now. If you spent this much energy actually uplifting the black community and stop punishing black people for situations they were put in then maybe we'd be a lot further off if we stopped calling black people thugs and shooting kids because they wore hoodies, then maybe Trayvon Martin would be alive and we'd have more funding for black students. Did you know that out of all the scholarships we have in the U.S., African Americans account for 3% of the recipients? You know who gets the most scholarship money? White women. Do you know in affirmative action who benefits the most? Not black people, white women you want to talk about all these problems with education but you won't talk about the underfunding you won't talk about the lack of quality education you won't talk about the, the quality of books you won't talk about the income inequality you won't talk about the fair wages you won't talk about institutionalized racism because you want to ignore it you want to live in this world where white people and black people are best friends and we have an equal playing field when the truth of the matter is there is a start off for of the race the white person is there with a fresh pair of Nikes and some running shoes and some shorts and a nice windbreaker and he's going to get a head start and the black person doesn't know about the race, because no one told them about it, they have no shoes, they have no shorts, they have no resources, and they're told to win. And how the hell do you win when someone had a 400-year head start on you with all the resources? How the hell do you start over when you were a slave on Tuesday, and on Wednesday they said, you're free, pay taxes, stop being lazy, but we're not going to hire you, give you a job, or give you any opportunities? How in the hell do you believe that black people are not fault for black-on-black crime, and it's all of our fault, and it's all of our problems, when, guess what, black folk, Jaquan didn't bring guns to America. Jaquan didn't bring crack to america dashika didn't bring cocaine to america dashika didn't put it in the communities you know who did reagan the white house the government do you know what happened when black people tried to register to vote they got killed do you know what happened when martin luther king said he wanted equal rights of black people he was shot in the face you know what happened when Malcolm x said that he was shot in the face you know what happened when marcus garvey said that he was kicked out of the country do you know what happened to Mega evers he was shot in the back in front of his house in front of his wife and kids that doesn't happen to white people read a damn book
3: Larry, oh, in other words, uh
0: if black people don't make You're done. Mistakes. Go ahead, Selena.
1: <laughs> um Stanley just dropped the mic. Again, that was Larry Elder um from CRNKRLAAM 870. Thank you for calling in today. Um I mean, Stanley made a number of points and I think that when it comes to race relations in this in this country right now, um, this is one of the hottest topics, and we keep talking about it. And we talk about it from a, almost from a very surface level about what's going on today. But the thing is, our history is our today. You cannot just automatically just okay, this is a brand new. That's not that's not how life works. Yeah. It is a cycle, right? History is a cycle, and the things that are repeating each other are happening because we don't acknowledge what happened in the past, and we do not acknowledge how they still have detrimental effects on us today i mean you cannot start like as stanley mentioned you cannot start so far behind and then uh, and then have feel this burden to 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 reach the American dream, or to be accepted in white America, or to finally find mainstream success. That's not what's happening. And I think that we do need to take it back to our roots. And it's not something that we do hear often. It's not something that, well, I say, well, the answer is just reparations, or the answer is just, well, we never should have been enslaved. That's not what we ever do. This is the first time where I'm saying, well, let's take it a step further. Let's reach deeper. Let's look in. Let's say what really happened in this country, and how is it still plaguing us today? Racism is a detrimental problem in this country and black and brown people feel it each and every day i was just talking yesterday how i knew i was black when i was about three to four years old that is not something that's the norm for most of america but the thing is when you live in a country where you have systematic ill against systematic ill you have all these cards stacked against you you have nothing else but to do but to try to succeed and to try to strive for success and some of us do make it out as stanley gave his testimony and he he actually did and he and he did make it out. And I mean, Stanley, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you because you just dropped the mic, and I, I feel, I'm like, Stanley is so hot and bothered right yeah. now. But I think you did an excellent job really just combating some of that sentiment that really does not help us. I mean, we're trying to progress. We're trying to unite. We're trying to fight for equal rights. And we have our allies on every side. But when we have certain ideologies and sentiment, like I think it does take us back. And I think that it can be dangerous. And I think that it's, it's not the direction that we want to head into. Um, on that note... We need to take a break, Stanley. We need to take a break. Guys, if you're tuning in, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard right now on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. We just wrapped up a very intense, very, very intense conversation on slavery, reparations, and just racism and slavery and what it means to be black in America from two highly different perspectives. Um... But we're gonna take a break on that note. And again, when we come back, we have a special dreamer and doer in the building. Her name is Courtney Rose. We're gonna to speak to her right here and let your voice be heard. Hey,
4: hey,